0: The Father is the creator of all things, heaven and earth. There is nothing before him and there is nothing after him. The Lord the master, the savior, the redeemer. Who is he?
1: He can accomplish what nobody else can accomplish.
2: The Lord is here. Welcome to our family and friends day. All of our family and friends and our celebration for God has been expanding this ministry and we met one of our ministry goals and every time we do that we're going to stop and celebrate and say thank you. Just like God did every day of creation after he finished creating that day he stopped and he said that's good. Then he did something else the next day and stopped and he said that's good. After he created us he said that's very good amen and so uh, we today we're going to stop and say that's good that's good New Antioch and so uh, we met one of our goals which is to have five Sundays with consecutive 150 and we met that goal and we're going go to our next goal so we're going to celebrate that today and decided to do it on our family and friends day so you all could celebrate with us today so we have a little something special for you today so you can get a, a taste of what New Antioch Christian Fellowship is all about here at Aliante, and I declare just because you step foot in this place, you shall be blessed. When that blessing hits you, just re, just, just let this re, remind you, oh, oh, that's that New Antioch blessing. Amen. For stepping foot in this place, we declare that and we believe in what we declare. So we go- we're coming out of a series called uh, Level Up Your Margins, and that was to help us to put a little space between our life and our limits, so we're not always living on the edge. Uh, so you have to go back and look at it, but we're starting a new series next week um, on leveling up our management and how we manage our lives. Ask somebody, who's the boss? Who's the boss when it comes to your life? Who's the boss? Who's the boss? Was a a, a a sitcom? Not too well. It was a long time ago. My bad. It was a long time ago, and, and they had to figure out between the male housekeeper and the and the lady. Uh, who was the CEO or something. Who, who's the real boss in here? So next month, we're going to level up our management, and we're going to ask the question today, who's the boss? We're getting you getting you ready for next month. So I want you all to keep coming. Come on all next month. Somebody needs some new management. Somebody needs to get fired. When you look at your life and who's running your life, I don't know who's running your life. could be your kids. Could be your spouse, could be your schedule, could be you, could be your stomach, could be your intellect. I don't know who's the boss. We're going to see, but I want to suggest to you this morning some uh, folks that want to interview to be the boss. Some people that I would highly recommend, but they're not quite people. Who's the boss? So we're going to present, uh, to you this morning with, uh, three of the pastors here at New Antioch and Eliante. Who's the boss?
0: Amen. Good afternoon and welcome to our man. Good afternoon and welcome to our, our friends and family, uh, day. And so who's the boss? People use boss in all kinds of ways. There is boss man, there is boss lady, and there's even baby boss. or the boss baby. If anyone is going to lead you, direct you, correct you, make decisions for you, be in charge of you, it ought to be the one who knows you best. And so give me a minute while I talk him up. Give me a minute while I hype him up. As I introduce you to who should be the boss, and that is God the Father. God the Father is the creator of all things, heaven and earth. There is nothing before him and there is nothing after him. He is the the sovereign one. He is the almighty one. He is the all-knowing one, the all-powerful one, the ever present one. He is independent, self-sufficient, and self- existent. He is the boss. He is unchanging. He spoke this world into existence. He did a whole lot of talking. He said, let there be light, darkness, the sky, the land, the sea, plants, the sun. Let there be, let there be fish. Let there be birds. Let there be animals. He is the great I am. And then he said this, like a boss. Let us Make mankind in our image, in our likeness. You, ladies and gentlemen, are a God idea. You, brothers and sisters, are a God idea. It is God that said, before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. He was talking about being the boss. Uh, He said, for I know the plans that I have for you, uh, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. Oh, he was boasting up because he said, oh, I know. It is also he who said, you have, uh, this is what he said of the God, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. This is what David said about the boss. God, you know me. Before I say something, you know me. Before I go anywhere, you know me. When I lay down, you know me. You know me. You are all familiar with me. It is God who said. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. It is he, this boss, that I introduce you to on this afternoon. And so I say to you that somebody needs to put a sign out. Put it wherever you want it, but put it on your life that this, Is under new management. When you put out a sign that says, I'm under new management, it sends an important message. This sign means that things have changed around here. I got a new boss. Things are no longer the same. And so let them say you've changed. Let them say you're acting different. Let them say you don't move the same no more. And all you have to say is you're right. I am under new management. And things around here won't ever be the same. And so if you're waiting for the old me to show back up, I apologize now and say sorry, not sorry, but it won't ever be the same because I am under new management. I got a new mindset. I got new habits. I got new words and I got new deeds. That other thing that that sign means that I'm going to hang out under new management it says that we have repented of our poor business practices. I want you to understand that that new sign means that um, I'm sorry for the way that it's been. Uh, I'm sorry for the way I acted, uh, the places that I've been to. We repent of our old, uh, our poor business activities, but now we're new. And so be repentive of the way you treated that body. I'm under new management. Be repentant of the way you treated your uh, marriage. Uh, I'm under new management. Uh, the way you talk too much. I'm under new management now. We repent of our old business ways. And we are coming into new practices now. And so be on the lookout for the new. It won't only be a new paint job on the outside, but there's going to be some new changes on the inside. Some of those old products in this business we have to get rid of. So we repent of our poor business practices of not arriving on time. Poor business practice I'm not being integral or honest. Poor business practice I'm not showing up for you, God. Poor business practice. But I'm under new management. And so we repent of those. The other thing that that sign means is there is a new boss at the helm. I am not under the old management any longer. It is God the Father, God the Father who said that he would fight for me. God the Father who told Moses and the Israelites, the enemy that you face today, you will face no more. Some of us got some enemies that we need to say, I see you today, but I will see you no more because I am under new management. And so I give to you on this afternoon, put the sign out. Serve notice. You might be under construction for a little while because you're under new management. But I also tell you, make no apologies. Get rid of your old boss. Come in to the new God, the Father.
2: (laughs) Who's the boss? I have somebody else who wants the job. God the Son. The boss is God, the son. You're going to level up your management to God, the son. Who is, though, this new manager who wants to take my job of running my own life? Who is he? He is Jesus, the Christ, the son of the living God. He is Emmanuel. God with us. He is God in flesh and blood. He was born into humanity through a virgin, 100% human and 100% God, common in his flesh and matchless in his divinity all at the same time. Who is he? Prophetically, He's the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, the Messiah, the savior, the coming king, the lion of Judah, and the lamb who takes away the sin of the world. Who is he? Well, symbolically, he's, he's Noah's rainbow, Abraham's ram, Sarah's obstetrician, Jacob's wrestler. Samson's strength, Moses's rod, Ruth's wedding planner, David's slingshot, Daniel's lion tamer, Nehemiah's favor, Ezra's revival, Job's insurance policy, Elijah's fire starter, and the Hebrew boy's fire chief. Who is he? Biblically, he's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star the rock of ages, the Lord God strong and mighty, the Lord God mighty in battle, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the master, the savior, the redeemer. Who is he? Well, if you're an intellectual, he is the divine progenitor, the magnanimous benefactor, and the omnipotent sovereign. But if you're a little ghetto like me, he's your ride and die. He's your OG. He's your eternal hookup. He's my heavenly homie. Who is he? Well, to the rapper... He's a bad is bad, he's a high is high, he's a deep is deep, he's a by and by, he's a green in the grass, the blue in the sky, he's a shine in the sun, the light of my eye, he's a TCB, TLC, and a GPS revolver, that means he's taking care of business with tender love and care, and he's a general problem solver, who is he? For me personally, he's the center of my joy. He's a lifter of my head. He's a forgiver of my sins. He's my master, my pastor, my reason. He's the air I breathe. He's the song I sing. He's my very best friend. But the old saints called him heart fixer, mind regulator, soul saver, body healer, trouble mover, problem solver, habit breaker, way maker. Who is he? Well, we're in a, na- a time now when people self-identify. Yeah. 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 And that ain't nothing r- new, Rambe, bj because Jesus self-identified. He self-identified as the bread of life, the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth, and the life, the good shepherd, the light of the world, the door of the sheep, and the true vine. and And it is the true vine. That qualifies him to be the manager of our lives. So Jesus says in John 15, I am the true vine, and my father that Pastor Sharonda talked about is the gardener. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit, but apart from me you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that is thrown away and withers and such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. And he said, and you did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, sounds like management. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. So I find then, let let me, let me recommend God the Son, when you allow him to manage your life, he says it's just like a grapevine that manages the branches. He's a branch manager. All the branches do is carry what the vine dictates. And then the end results are these big juicy bunches of grapes. The branches don't change anything. They don't run anything. They don't make any decisions. They don't add anything. They just fill up with what comes from the main vine. And they just let it flow through them. And then they just watch the fruit grow on the other side. So if you let Jesus manage your life, if you don't change anything that he says, if you don't run anything, if you don't make any decisions, if you don't add anything, if you don't lean to your own understanding, if you will just fill up with what comes from him and let him flow through you, all you got to do is watch the fruit on the other side. Well, what kind of fruit? Will my branch manager produce in me? Well, he starts off with love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, meekness, faith, temperance, which means self control. But there's something else that comes spiritual excellence, physical fitness. Financial setness, mental soundness, emotional stability, fruitful relationships, and social connections. People will be meeting Jesus, changing their lives, and finding their purpose all because of you. If you let him manage your life. If you let him manage your life, you'll have fruit that will remain and remain into eternity. Can you imagine you walk in the streets of gold? you walking up and down heaven. And every other day, people are coming up to you saying, I'm here because of you. I'm here because of how you acted at work. I'm here because of what you said to me. I'm here because you took me through the sinner's prayer. I'm here because of you It's fruit that will remain. And then even before we get there, right down here. Your life will be a joy to you and be a joy to others. And it will be so much more ordered. It'll be so much more efficient. It'll be so much more effective. There should be nothing coursing through you that you didn't get from the vine. There should be nothing coursing through you that doesn't come from Jesus. If you're anxious, Jesus saying, you didn't get that from me. If you're worried today, you didn't get that from me. If you're hateful, Jesus is saying, you didn't get that from me. If you broke all the time, you didn't get that from me. If you're addicted to anything, whether it's crack or cookies, whether it's drugs or drama, whether it's sex or cigarettes, if you're addicted to anything, Jesus said, you didn't get that from me. If you're destructive to your body or to your marriage or to your children or to your own mental health, you didn't get that from me. If you can't keep a job, can't keep a friend, can't keep a dollar, you didn't get that from me you have an inconsistent prayer life, if you never study your Bible, Jesus said, you didn't get that from me. You're not remaining in the vine. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. My brothers and sisters, your life needs new management. And I know you wouldn't choose him. He said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. I want to be your manager. I chose you and I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit and fruit that will last. Don't you want your life to produce something that lasts? So level up your management to God the Son. His name is Jesus.
1: Amen, amen. Who is the boss? who is the boss of your life on today. Amen. And so we are leveling up our management. And so Pastor Sharonda talked about God being the boss at that time, but understand that God put the world under his management, and then he transferred that new management and gave it to his son, Jesus Christ. And now Jesus Christ was on this earth for a short time, and he was under the and. And at the time, the gospel was under management under him. And now I want to talk about a new manager, uh, the Holy Spirit. And because Jesus said in John 15 and 26 that but when the helper comes uh, or in the or comforter or advocate or intercessor or counselor or strengthener comes whom I will send to you from the father. That is the spirit of truth who comes from the father. He will testify and bear witness about me. In other words, Jesus is saying, if I don't go away, I can't send you the new manager. I can't send you this helper, so it is important that I go away, and now I'm going to send you a helper who is going to come and help you manage the rest of your life from here on out until it's time for me to come back. Well, who is this helper, the Holy Spirit? He is the Spirit of God. He is the Spirit of truth. He is the one who does the work of creation with God the Father. He is the one who sustains sustains this world. He is the one who keeps you and helps you to maintain and bear the fruit of love and joy and peace and long-suffering gentleness, and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. He is the one who will help you get through your day and basically keep you throughout until it's time for you to go back with Jesus. But not only that, it says that he, that Jesus is going to send him to you to help you so he has been sitting here to help us to level up our management, which basically means that he is going to join in into your affairs. He's going to lend a hand. He's going to assist you in your everyday life. He's going to be there and take part and share in the things that you go through and share in the things that bother you and trouble you. He's going to share in the decision making processes and the dilemma that you experience and the problems that come your way. He wants to be there to help you in those situations. When the kids act up, he wants to help you. When the marriage is falling apart, he wants to help you. When your finances is going down, he wants to be there to help you. But the problem is we like to do stuff alone. And we want to be loners in this relationship. But your Holy Spirit is here. I want to help you manage this thing because some of you are overworking yourselves and overwhelming yourselves and overproducing, overdoing stuff, and you're doing too much that you can't even handle it yourself. And the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm right here to help you. I'm here to help you. And so there are three words in here that are synonymous to the word. And they are comforter, intercessor, and advocate. If you look them up in different versions of the scripture, it might take you to comforter. But when you go, every time you go back to the original Greek, it's going to take you back to the word helper. And so I want to highlight those three things right here because this is what the Holy Spirit is going to do in helping us leveling up our management. Look at it. It's comforter, intercessor, and advocate. And as I was reading this, uh, the acronym came to mind was CIA. Listen, the Holy Spirit wants to be your CIA agent in your life. He wants to be your comforter, your intercessor, and your advocate. But that wasn't enough. I went to the CIA webpage. And if you look on the CIA webpage, it says, We are the nation's first line of defense. We can, it said, we can accomplish what nobody else can accomplish. And we can go. Where nobody else can go. Well, then I just began to think of the Holy Spirit. He can do the exact same thing. The Holy Spirit is your first line of defense. and He can accomplish what nobody else can accomplish and go where nobody else can go. All right, well, let's work this out. How do we tie this in? In other words, the Holy Spirit can help you by being your comforter. He can be your first line of defense. When you start to feel overwhelmed, when you start to feel stressed out, when you start to get worried, when you can't sleep at night, when you start to get vulnerable and exposed about your situation, the Holy Spirit will be there to comfort you, and he will defend against the chaoticness of your life. He will defend against confusion. He will defend against the mess and the hearsay and the gossip and the lies. He will be your comforter when he needs to be. He's saying, let me help you because a comforter is simply one who sets your mind at ease. See, you've been trying to set your own mind at ease, and you've been wondering why it hasn't worked out, but the Holy Spirit is raising his hand saying right here, I'm right here to comfort you and set your mind at ease. Some of you have been going through some things and looking for some relief in your mind, looking for some relief in your body, looking for a way out and try to get through. You're dealing with the trauma. You're dealing with the pain. You're dealing with the pressure. You're dealing with grief and loss, and the Holy Spirit is right here saying let me comfort you you're trying to manage it all on your own and some of us when we try to manage these things we try to manage it with drinking we try to manage it with gambling we try to manage it with, with, with just hanging out or working and overworking ourselves we try to manage it with what we eat we try to manage it with being angry and cursing and we try to cope with it ourselves, but that's not the healthy way to manage it. And the, co- and the Holy Spirit is saying, Let me set your mind at ease from always feeling overwhelmed despite the trauma that you're going through. Because one thing that He wants to do is He wants to be with you in it and go with you through it. But He ain't going to just take you out of it. He's going to be with you while you're in it, though. Yes. He's your CIA. In other words, he can help you and make intercession for you. In other words, intercession, it was a tricky word to look up, but it basically means to confer or to have a conversation. Having a conversation with the intent of reaching a decision. But confer means to give or to award or to honor or as in to benefit someone. So in other words, if you look at it, the Holy Spirit and God is having a conversation in heaven about you trying to decide how we're going to reward you how we're going to bless you and make it so that it benefits you. But if you look up the word blessing, the word blessing is similar to the word confirm. In other words, there is, in blessing, it has to do with advantageous benefits. And so when you look it up and put it together, what God is trying to do is give you some benefits that are advantageous to you. We're having a conversation we're trying to decide what is the best course of action for you as an individual. In other words, we're trying to decide how can we award you for your faith? How can we award you and honor you and bless you for sticking through the problem and the trouble and the turmoil and the difficulty? In other words, the Holy Spirit wants to come in and intercede on your behalf and make everything work out for you and give you favor. He wants to give you favor in it because blessing is where God extends his benefits and is the advantage that he's going to bestow on you. I'm going to intercede on your life. What do you mean in Romans chapter 8? If you look at it, then the Bible says that he um, helps us in our weaknesses. And when you are going through a weakness, weakness is simply another word for illness or sickness and it focuses on the handicap. What do you mean? Well if you go into Acts and you look at the man at the gate who was lame he focused on his handicap it was his weakness but the problem is we try to manage our weakness by just ignoring it and just letting it be and sometimes we are going through things and situations that are a handicap to us and God wants to bring us out of the handicap and we've been trying to manage it like the man at at the gate and just sitting there laying there and trying to ignore it even though you think about it and you're tired of it and you fed up with it because I've tried to do what I can do but I can't do anymore but now the Holy Spirit is saying I want to come in and manage this thing are you following me I hope y'all follow me I want to come in and manage this weakness and what is he going to do he's going to intercede on your behalf in other words he's going to take that situation that had you at handicap that thing that you are holding on to because handicap simply means it's something that is keeping you from doing what you like to do. And so God is saying, I got some stuff for you to do. And the way that you've been handling this and managing this, you ain't going to be able to get up and do it. But let me take over. Let me come in and manage this situation for you and raise you up and get you up and stand you up. Because some of you have been trying to manage your life and manage your finances and manage your bills and your situation. But it's not working out the way that you wanted to work it out. And so you've been going through some stress. Going through some fears, trying to manage the fears, trying to manage the anxieties, trying to manage the pain and the worries and the concerns, trying to manage the loss, trying to manage your financial applications, trying to manage your home, your household, your kids. And it's too much for you. And the Holy Spirit wants to come in and he wants to help us. So that he can be an advocate. He can help us by advocating on our behalf. An advocate in the Greek simply means a person who has legally can make the right judgment call because they are close enough to the situation. When the Holy Spirit advocates on your behalf, you first you got to let them get close enough to the situation. You got to let him be close enough in your life. When you are in court and with an attorney, the attorney don't want you to open your mouth. Don't you say nothing because you might mess up your blessing. You might mess up your benefit. Listen, when you go on before somebody, be careful what you say. Let the Holy Ghost speak on your behalf because you just might lose out on some money. You just might lose out on some benefit and some favor here and there. Just be quiet. Don't say nothing. But some of us want to go off. We want to run our mouth. We want to say what we got to say. We got to express our feelings. We got to get it out there and say it, and you might lose it. The Holy Spirit is saying, let me handle this thing. Let me handle it even from a legal perspective. I know when you want to go to the school and you want to tell the school off about how they were treating your child, To let the Holy Ghost speak to you and give you exactly what to say. I know you want to go and curse out even the bill collectors for calling your house. How dare they call your house? Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Come on, let me advocate on your behalf because, listen, the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom and tell you what to say and how to speak to folks. And before you know it, you're going to get some free stuff out of this thing. You're going to get some favor out of this thing. You go to the restaurant and your bill all jacked up, but if you speak to them right, you're going to come out of there and not have to pay anything. So he wants to be your champion. He wants to be your supporter. Your backer, he has your back. He wants to be there for you and with you and in this whole fight with you. Everything that you go through, when you go to the doctor and you get your diagnosis, the Holy Spirit wants to be there with you. When you lose your job, the Holy Spirit wants to be there right with you. He is in this thing because he is our helper. Come on, musicians. He is our helper, and he wants to help us in it and through it. He is your first line of defense. He can accomplish what nobody else can accomplish, and he can go into your heart, into your mind, in places where you haven't even spoken or shared with anybody else. He can work out some stuff in your life that nobody else could work out. When you try to go to mom and dad and grandma and everybody else and no one could help you, the Holy Spirit can help you through it all. And so who is the boss? Who is the boss of your life? Who is running your life? What is running your life? What is dictating your life? What have you allowed to rule, to reign, to be the authority in your life? What have you allowed to take precedence, to take priority over your life? And we have proposed three persons here, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, who wants to take management of your life. Because they know what's best. As parents, we raise kids. And y'all know these kids think they know what's best. They have no idea that I know a little bit more than you do. And to God, we are like his children. He knows a little bit more than we do. And he wants us to be able to trust him with our life in the direction that he wants us to go because he knows what's best for our life. And so as we go into this altar call, I want to encourage you on this afternoon that you allow God to be a part of your life, that you allow him to be the boss in your life, that you allow Jesus Christ to reign in your life, to be the vine and connect with him. Because He is choosing you today. He is absolutely choosing you. He is mindful of you. He is aware. He is keen. He knows what you're going through, but it's not just about always about the issues and the problems. This is a love relationship that he wants, and he loves you enough to want to be invited in to the good and the bad, to the good and And the bad as well. And some of us are trying to manage our life from an uncomfortable place. This place that I'm in is really, really uncomfortable. And I don't know what to do. And you're trying to manage your life from this place. These feelings, these thoughts, the worry, the pressure, your heart rate. The anxiety, the tension, the fear, it's all uncomfortable, and I've been trying to manage it. And so we want to pray if there's anyone here on this afternoon that's saying, God, I want to commit my life to you today, and I want to go under new management. Where I'm at, I've tried it. I've tried to manage it on my own. i tried to work it out. i tried to fix things on my own. But, Lord, I need your help today. If, that's, if that is you on this afternoon, would you please stand? If that is you on this afternoon, God, I need your help today in managing
3: some things.
1: Because for some of us, if you leave me to do it, it's going to get messed up. If I have to be the one to do it, it's not going to work out. And so I need your help in managing some things today. Are my you ready to go under new management? I like it with your mind, I with your habits. You. We've got ways, we've got habits, we've got
3: addictions. Oh, That's you on better. today. And I
1: we want to pray. We want you to come up you. to the altar. We want to pray.
3: Oh, Who's the boss? And I like it better. Pastor Darian. Yes.
2: Let's do it this way. You all go ahead. Oh,
3: I'm ask Pastor Darian to come
2: better. down. Pastor Charunda, and would I you like come down?
3: Better.
2: And you know you need when some new I management oh, to get your life where He wanted it to be. But all of us, as we go into this month, as we go into next month, about leveling up our management, I tell you, my life is better. And the truth of the matter is, I like it better when I'm following him. I like the way I feel when I eat when he tells what he tells me to eat. I like the way I feel when I when he, I like the way I operate when I pray like he wants me to pray. I know some people don't like being told what to do. That's our problem. We don't like being told what to do. But when you have a business that's just not doing well or that could do so much better, they change the management. And I'm telling you, life is better when you follow him. I found out I was young now. I'm old. And I found out that life is just better, Liz when I'm following him. My flesh might like some stuff and it's a temporary thrill, but it just don't turn out as well as it does when I'm following him. So this song, so I want y'all to find this song, it's by C.C. Winers, it's called Shepherd. And I found it to be so true, not only is my life better, but y'all, I like it better when I'm following him. And if you're willing to go through that with us, if you don't come back to the church, it'll be online every week as we explore following God more with our life and letting him be the manager. And so sometimes when you're, uh, we had a whole thing, they called it the choir march. But what it is, sometimes you got to get in rhythm with God. God, where you step, I step. When you stop, I stop. And so, if somebody want to be with me today and get in line with what God wants you to do, I want you to get up and do that choir march. God, I'm I'm getting in step with you. And then just sing this song with me. It's
3: real simple. Tell them, my life is better.
2: I made that first step, which is to ask Jesus into your heart. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they're three in one. They just approach you in just a little different way. Just this, the God part of him, the son part of him, the spirit part of him, all want to be managers in your life. But the first step is to accept Jesus Christ. You get to the other two through Jesus Christ. And so let's say this prayer today. Say, God, I really want to give you my life. You might be listening on live stream. I really want to give you my life. It's so simple. It just takes a second. It just takes a heart. I can give you the words. You just have to have the heart. So if you mean this prayer in your heart, your your journey starts right now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart. And save me. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. And I'll follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you believe that in your heart, we believe that your journey has started. You are born again. You're on your way to heaven. Your name is already written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's that book they're going to check when you get there to see if you're in there. Matter of fact, if, something, if you really believe that, the minute you leave this life, you'll instantly be with the Lord. And that's a great place to be. You don't want to deal with the alternative, no way. And so we thank God for those. If anybody here prayed that prayer today for the first time and accepted the Lord. Anybody? Anybody? Or rededicated your life. Amen. It doesn't matter how young you are. I prayed this prayer. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. There coming there's a book I want you to have that's gonna explain the rest of this journey. And they're gonna get some information from you. I said this prayer when I was eight years old. And me and God have been together ever since. Amen. It haven't been a perfect journey, but I never, I never turned around. And so we believe in the salvation of children. Amen. Glory to God. I still feel the spirit of the Lord in this place. Mm. Y'all may be glad I can't say. Jesus, lead us and show us the way to follow you. That's what we're going to be doing all month long. It is prayer week. I think I'm going to let Pastor, Pastor Sharonda come, and we're going to do all of our uh, the new members. We're going to let our co-pastor come and, and take us on out of here. Amen. Uh, Tanya wanted to thank everybody that came to her book signing yesterday. Minister Tanya, thank you all for supporting her uh, for that yesterday. Um, and our uh, ACS Central Campus. Is doing a back-to-school fair uh, on Saturday from nine to twelve. If people are on the central t- side of town, please send them uh, and let them come fill a backpack, and you can tour again through our new community center. Uh, the vision is going on uh, over on Washington and Bellrose. Amen, and everything else is Aliante uh, related.
0: Thank you, thank you. Let's thank our pastors, Pastor Darian, Pastor Parson, and myself uh, for introducing you to the bosses. Uh, Thank you all for being here. Just a few announcements as we get ready to go. It is prayer week over here in the house of Antioch. For those of you who don't know what that is, we take the first week out of every month and we pray all together as a church family. The first three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we pray we will be doing that um, starting on this Tuesday. and um, We're going to pray uh, with nothing to eat until 4 p.m. We're fasting and we're praying. Y'all, we put in the work over here because we believe that fasting is praying is what we have been called to do um, by God. And so join us for prayer week. And so here's the thing for prayer week. Y'all, listen up. Get the information. Make sure that you know. Tuesday night prayer week will be here at Aliante at 6 o'clock. On Wednesday night on the 2nd, we're going to go over to Mountaintop. Why are we going to Mountaintop? Yours truly, I have been invited to teach prayer at the start of their women's conference. Thank y'all to teach prayer. Come on, y'all. It is such a delight. It's such an honor to be able to do that. And so we're going to take prayer week over there on Tuesday. I'm on Wednesday night, Wednesday at 6 p.m. at Mountaintop Church. Look at our Facebook pages. We'll make sure that you have the address to be there. Be in the house for prayer. It is white night. They're asking people to wear white. If you ain't got white, don't even worry about that. We coming to get what God has for us. And so again, Tuesday night, we'll be here. Wednesday night, we're going to take the whole prayer over to Mountaintop Church at 6 p.m. Thursday night, we'll be right back here in the house. We got two of our men of God in the house that are going to be talking to us for prayer week. One of them is Pastor Keith. Y'all know Pastor Keith? He has since then moved and be the pastor of the Sunrise Campus, and he has partnered with Dr. O. Dr. O is in the house. And so they'll be in on Tuesday night and on Thursday night. Wednesday night, we're going to go over to a mountaintop. We will be fasting Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Nothing to eat until 4 p.m. You're able to eat after 4 p.m. Just don't go crazy uh, after that. Um, And so I do think that that's all that we have. Uh, Pastor showed me her paper. I don't remember what was on the paper. Uh, But um, we're going to do that. But we also have new members on today. Y'all, this is a great church family. This is a great place uh, to be. Our director is here that is over our new members in our growth track. That is uh, a servant leader, Liz Sanford. And so we are going to present our new members with their certificate and welcome them officially to the family. And so our first person that we're going to welcome on today is Gwen Redmond. Welcome to the family. Come on up, Miss Gwen. Thank you for being here. You get your We Love Community shirt because we are church of the community. Thank you for choosing us. We're excited about what God is going to do through you here. Our next um, new member is really a, a a a transfer. She's a transfer student, but we are glad that she is here. God has led her life and done some things. Hello, this is what God will do if you allow Him to lead you. Our next person, who is a new member now of the Eliante campus, is Mrs. Sharon McKinney. Woo woo woo! Welcome to the to your sister's house. <laughs> She was a member of the Central Campus, uh, and she has joined over here at the Aliante Campus, Miss Sharon McKinney. And because God is leading her life, because she got a new boss, uh, she really did get a new boss. Her new husband, the newlywed, uh, is Mr. Ian McKinney, who has also joined. Y'all better let God lead your life. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Ian. Thank you for being here. We are excited about what God is doing in you and through you and what you're going to do here at the campus. Um, Mr. Foster is going to get a couple of pictures and then we'll allow you all to take your seats. And also, we mentioned it at the beginning of the service. Y'all said, thank you all. Thank you. And welcome home. Welcome. Welcome. And I'll ask you if there's anybody else in this place that's saying, you know what, I want to make this my church home. I want to join this church. Let me know now, and I'm going to give you everything that you need. If you're in here, let us know. Don't leave without getting that, uh, us getting your information if this is the place that you would want to be. Um, also, it is Friends and Family Day, and y'all know that we make it a friendly competition On Friends and Family Day of the person who invites the most people um, to church, we give them a prize. It looks like I already know who the winner is, but I'm going to go through the formalities anyway. If you invited at least one person to church, and that person is here, just raise your hand. I invited at least one person. Oh, I see some hands. And they showed up. If you invited at least three people, and those three people showed up. Miss, look at look at Miss Lawana. She like I got my three. I got them. They here. Faith says she got at least three. If you invited at least five people, and they showed up, and they are here. Okay, we got we got we got we got we got hands still up. If you invited seven people, and those seven people are here. If you got seven. Oh, oh, Davis. <laughs> if you invited seven people, and those seven people, you got your hand up, Deontay? Oh, no. Tiffany, you got your hand up for seven, Tim? Okay. You got your hand up for seven, Miss Victoria? No? Brandon, Brandon got both his hands up for seven. Okay, let's do it this way. If you are here visiting with Miss Tiffany Washington, please stand up. Tiffany's group. Oh, they all over the place. Y'all counting for me? Y'all counting? Y'all, because it's, it's prize money on the line. It's prize money. So they serious. It's prize money on the line. <laughs> okay we got a count back there we see okay go ahead and sit down Tiffany and Deontay's guests if you are a guest of Victoria and Brandon please stand up how many we got oh oh I don't know how many it looks like it looks like they're winning look like Victoria and Brandon are winning who's counting Shay, how many they got? How many did Tiffany have? How many did Tiffany have? Oh, okay. (laughs) Have a seat. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, guests. Thank you. I am going to ask one more question if it's your first time coming here. If you were invited and this is your first time visiting, just raise your hand. I just want to see the first time visiting. First time visitors, would y'all stand up? Just first timers. I want to see you first timers. Oh my goodness. First timers all over the place. I want to see you. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Oh, all behind the pole. Y'all see that? We are so glad that you are here. We pray that you have been blessed on today. I know you all came because somebody invited you, I think. But even if they didn't, just because you stepped foot in New Antioch, you shall be blessed. We pray that you have been blessed. I see my friend back there. Hey, friends. Uh, thank you all for being here. If you need more information about our ministry, please stop at the welcome table and also... It is, uh, we've been celebrating, Dr. Parson told you, we was trying to get 150 people, you know, after the pandemic, we challenged our members, 150 people in church, every time we do it five times, we're going to have a party. Y'all, yeah, we've done it five times, and so today we're having a pizza party, we got drinks, we got pizza, chips, for all the you who don't eat pizza, we got some fruit in the back. and so stay for a while grab a treat. Tiff, is the pizza here? We ready to roll? Pizza's almost here. Oh, pizza's here. Y'all stop at the table. Don't leave us with all that pizza. Don't leave us with all that pizza. And so again, join us for prayer week. Tuesday we'll be here at 6 o'clock. Wednesday we'll be at Mountaintop at 6. Thursday we'll be right back here. Y'all, prayer is the work prayer is what we do and so come and join with us and come come stay with us I see my sister back there I didn't even uh, uh, look I gotta say if you came because I invited you thank you sister y'all you know what you gotta have a ride or dive don't nobody else show up Uh, somebody's showing up thank you for being here (laughs) and so let us stand all over the place as we prepare to to dismiss and go from this place thank you to our guests thank you to our pastors I thank you that a, a seed has been planted and that you're thinking about putting your whole life under new management. Yes. And I also want you to know that those bosses that we talked about, they're not only trouble bosses. They're not only in a bad time boss. They're good time bosses. They want to celebrate with you. They want to laugh with you. They want to love with you when it's all good. Yes. She have 500. 500, where they at? Oh, I'm going to say, I didn't, I didn't see him online either. <laughs> I was going to say, pull up them online numbers, David, let us see. But thank you all for being here. Thank you to all of Luana's guests for being here. Thank you all for inviting people into the fellowship into God's presence. It matters. It matters. And so I'm believing that a seed was planted in their lives on today because you invited them into the ministry and to church. Amen. Let us pray out father God. We just say thank you for today. Thank you. Oh God for the mindfulness. Oh God that to change and upgrade our management. Thank you. Oh God for that, which you are doing in our lives as you send us on from this place. Let us go mindful of you. Let us go thinking about you. Let us go inviting you into our lives. And God, we invited someone on church today. But let us go out into this week still inviting God. Let us introduce you to someone. Let us, oh God, find that just one to share you with. Will ye declare that we are not ashamed of the gospel? And so we just say thank you, God, as we go from this place. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.